Welcome to the first episode of Seek the Lord and Live. If you have not already, I would encourage you to listen to my introductory episode. It tells why I'm doing this podcast, gives an introduction of who I am, and where the title of the podcast comes from. This is not only the first episode of the podcast, but the first episode of the first season. This season is titled, Two Young Christians. And this episode is titled, Jobs. I will explain how young Christians are to act according to scripture when thinking about a future job, pursuing this job, and more. Every episode this season will follow this format in that it will discuss a common topic of concern among young people from a biblical worldview. As stated in the introductory episode, the end goal of this podcast is to encourage college-age believers to seek the Lord. So this first episode is about how young Christians are to think and act biblically regarding jobs. Your future occupation has likely been something on your mind since you were a young child. Our elementary schools would have us dress up as what we wanted to be when we grew up. Most of us wanted to be professional sports athletes, singers, or something that was famous probably. It is likely though that since then many of us have changed our career aspirations. Maybe now. You want to be a teacher, something in the medical field, a businessman or woman. The possibilities are seemingly endless, right? Our country offers so many opportunities for young people to pursue. And for that, I'm grateful. I think it's truly a blessing when someone's able to have the vocation they've always dreamt of and worked for. So let's get into it. I think the first question we really have to ask here, super foundational, is why do we have to have a job? You know, why can't we just live in our parents' basements forever? Something like that. Where are we going to find this answer? Scripture, of course. In fact, let us go to the beginning of Scripture. Many people have this assumption that when God placed Adam and Eve in the garden, they just sat around and were unproductive. However, Scripture reveals that God commanded them to work. After God created Adam, Genesis 2.15 explains, quote, The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it, end quote. One of Adam's duties was to fulfill naming the animals. We can even backtrack in Scripture and see that man has dominion over all created things. And naturally, with dominion comes work. We can even look to Jesus' life in the New Testament, and Scripture seems to show that Jesus was a carpenter for at least some years in his life. So we haven't even covered a lot of Scripture so far, but there's so much application. So let's just sit and dwell in what we've just talked about in the beginning part of this podcast so far. I think God's word has shown that it is absolutely biblical to have a vocation and a job. I would even claim it's a general calling to all believers in the sense that all believers and all people are to have a job. Now, what do I mean by that? What even is a job? I would argue that a job is simply a duty you regularly fulfill. It is not necessarily something that yields monetary benefits. Let me place two examples in front of you, and you tell me if this person is following a biblical example or not. So, first example. Let's say we have a young man, and his name, I don't know, is Connery. He's at the end of his years in college. Maybe he's even from Canada. So, Connery just inherited $10 million. His grandpa was Dave Ramsey, maybe. 
the time he inherits this money, he decides, I can drop out of college. I don't really need to work anymore. I have $10 million. He does the math and allots himself $400,000 a year so that that will last him for the rest of his life, most likely. And with all this free time, Connery decides to commit his time to the local church. He picks up responsibilities in the church, he helps with their food pantry, teaches a Sunday school class, helps with youth, and is basically on call for the church. Whatever the church needs him to do, he does. He also makes an effort to reach out to members from the community as much as he can. However, note this, he never earns another dime for the rest of his life. Is this biblical? What do you think? If you're with some people, maybe you can pause it and talk about it. Here's my answer. For my interpretation of scripture, I would say yes, this is biblical. So Connery, even though not earning an actual wage for the rest of his life, is working for the glory of the Lord and fulfilling a duty. He's not wasting his time, but using the time that God is lending him. And believe me, all the time we have on this earth is lended from God, and he's using that time to glorify the Lord. So that was the first example. I would say that is biblical. Let's look at the second example. So the person in the second example, his name is Micah. Let's say Micah worked for 40 years in a factory from the time he was 20 to 60. He worked 40 hours a week, sometimes he even worked overtime. He provided for his family. He had a couple of kids. He bought them their first vehicles. He even paid for all of his kids' college. However, when Micah retires at 60, he spends the last 20 years of his life not doing anything. Internally, he feels because of his 40 years of hard work, he earned 20 years to do nothing. He goes to church when the doors are open, but feels that all of his hard work in his early years allows him to just take a break. What do we think about this? My conviction would be that this is unbiblical because Micah chose to be committed to himself instead of the Lord. He chose self-comfort versus serving the Lord. Our purpose throughout our whole life should be glorifying the Lord. If you are not doing that, then your actions are simply unbiblical. Come on, Micah. Why do I present these two situations before you? Well, mainly to show you that what you think is biblical may not be. And what we think is unbiblical might just be. Why is that? I think it's one of those cases where American culture teaches one thing and the church and scripture preaches another. Scripture teaches that we are to work for the glory of the Lord, no matter if our work comes with a paycheck or if it does not. We are to do it for the Lord. Relating to work, Paul writes, quote, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ, end quote. That scripture is from Colossians three twenty-three and 24. So first we have established that we are to work. And even though in most cases it will be a typical vocation with a paycheck and hopefully insurance, it does not have to be. Above all, we are to work to glorify the Lord. Clearly, most of us will not have Dave Ramsey as our grandfather, so we won't inherit $10 million. So we will have to provide for ourselves and for our family, and I think that is biblical. So, we are supposed to work. We've covered that. We know that. What next? 
Well, the next question we would probably ask, and it's maybe even something you're thinking about right now. What job should I choose? There are so many different options. Which one does God want me to choose? Those are big questions, and they are questions that young people have been asking for a very long time. So again, let's back up. What is our calling as believers? Our calling is to glorify the Lord, right? 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, quote, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, end quote. And I think application from that is whatever job you have, glorify God. So two little main things inserted in here. First, speaking specifically to men, if you feel a calling towards pastoral ministry, please pursue that. And in the same note to all believers here, if you feel a calling towards missions or specific ministry, maybe a paraministry, follow God's calling in this. If you don't, there will be nothing you can do to run from this calling. God will put it on your heart until you cannot think about anything else. And maybe you even feel a calling to a job in the secular world. Follow that. Second, to people who just don't feel a calling towards a specific ministry or a job. What do you do? I was given a book by my pastor a few years ago entitled Just Do Something by Kevin DeYoung. You can kind of even see my answer for this question in the title of the book. This book talks about how we are to just do something and glorify God through it. And that is my answer. Right here is the core of the episode. So turn up your volume, listen to this right here. As long as you are able to glorify God through this job, and you do glorify God when you take on this job, it is biblical. It is God's will. I hold those convictions strongly. We are called to work, and we are called to glorify God. So let's combine those. Work and glorify God. Be a business owner. Work construction. Teach young people. Do what you want. Wait, what? Follow our desires? Do what we want? We are broken. We are sinful. Why would we follow our desires? Well, yes. Scripture even says, quote, The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? Quote, How can we follow our desires? Let's look at another verse. Psalms 37, 4 says, quote, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. End quote. At first, these verses seem to contradict each other, so let's break it down. The first verse is Jeremiah 17, 9, and it's talking about the state of the heart when it is pursuing its own desires. Apart from the Lord, the heart is evil and certainly sick. It pursues whatever desire it wants to gratify itself. Now to Psalms 37, 4, and about that verse, God will give you your desires if they are his desires. So let's read that verse again, Psalms 37, 4, and the verse after it. So it says, quote, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. In the next verse, Commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will act. End quote. If your desires match with the Lord's, then he will grant those. What I mean by that in the context that we're talking about is that God will allow you to glorify him through an occupation. If you have a desire to teach, become a teacher. 
and I wholeheartedly believe he will allow you to witness to others and show the love you have for him by allowing you to display it to your students. If you have a desire to simply provide for your family, then work a job and provide. Glorify God through that job. Blanket statement. Here we go. As long as you're able to glorify God through this job, pursue it. Obviously, use biblical wisdom when practically pursuing this job, but have a heart to glorify the Lord through this, and it is biblical. If you do this, I strongly believe you are following God's will. So now, you know you're to work, and you're to glorify God through that job. Now what? There are certainly dangers in your walk that come with work, though, I think. One could be tempted to idolize their job or career, and I'm not just talking about working on a Sunday. I'm sure you know people, or maybe this is one of your struggles, that take their identity in their job. They want you to look at them and immediately think of their profession. Well, let me encourage you to find your identity in Christ. On another note, a work environment can also be a hard place for your faith. Very few people would say they actually work in a spiritually encouraging work environment. What I mean by that is they do not work in an environment where other people are regularly talking about their faith. And the people around them are pursuing things of the world. This is a dangerous place for a believer to be because how it can affect them. So be careful of taking your identity in your job and how your work environment affects you. As a Christian, you should be influencing your work environment. It should not be influencing you. One more time. As a Christian, you should be influencing your work environment. It should not be influencing you. Another issue that seems to come with many occupations is it takes away your ability to rest. The world would claim you can't rest. You can't afford it. If you want to reach your dreams, you have to work, work, work. And if you do that, you can accomplish anything you want. Clearly, there are many things wrong with the previous statement. We have to rest. Why? Well, Scripture commands it. The Sixth Commandment even tells us to rest. Even God rested when he created the world. We rest so that we can spend time devoted to the Lord. It also shows God that He's in control. If we spend time resting, it is as we are saying, let God be God. I know I could spend this time seemingly doing something more productive or good than resting, but I trust God. He commands me to rest and to spend time with Him in this rest. So this is what I will do, if, even if it doesn't seem like the most beneficial thing. Many people, even within the faith, have an attitude of work, work, work. And where we even stated in this episode with explaining how we are to work, we have to rest. This attitude of work, work, work says, God, I know you said to rest and to spend time with you in this rest, but trust me, working will be better for me and for your kingdom I know best. Let's let God be God. When you take on this job, be a biblical influence and glorify the Lord. I'll end this episode with a quote from Martin Luther King Jr., where he was certainly not perfect and his life was covered in sin. Let me remind you, so was Paul's. So was every theologian's and so was ours. So about this topic, he says, Use me, God. Show me how to take who I am, who I want to be, and what I can do, and use it for a purpose greater than myself, end quote. I love how he says what I can do. This quote directly applies to your work. Let's allow God to use us and our abilities 
to glorify him through our current and our future job. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Seek the Lord and Live. This was the first episode of the first season of Two Young Christians. For more information or questions, you can email me at seekthelordandlive56 at gmail.com. Or you can also follow my Instagram at seekthelordandlive56. It is truly my prayer that you seek the Lord and live. I'm Wyatt Griffin. Thanks for listening.